This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'll tell you what'll kick my weekend off right. A dub tonight against the Cavaliers as the Hawks get back to action. It is Dukes and Bell, man. We're having a good time here at Twin Peaks Bucket location. Seeing some familiar faces, running into some new faces as uh, people are here. I got to give a big shout out to these two guys sitting back here, man. They're in business suits. They're acting like they're really working. But uh, they were listening to our trade conversation and come to find out they are longtime listeners of the radio station, long-time right. listeners of Dukes and Bell, man. And they said, we didn't know you guys were here today. We just decided to come, but they're glad, and so they're hanging out. But, uh, Mike, it's good to see some familiar faces as we said. Hey, uh, we're going to get to an NFL blitz. We're also going to get a chance a little bit later to talk to Grant McCauley. And we've been chasing some of our NBA guys, and Chris Mannix is going to stop by at 6. Right. One of the top NBA guys in the business will get his opinions on what to expect here as we move forward. The Celtics, Mike, in my opinion, are still the team to beat in the oh, Eastern Conference. I mean, I know Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks are there. Obviously, the Sixers beat the, the Memphis Grizzlies last night in a really good, good contest, and they're going to be a challenge. But I'm curious to hear what he has to say, and, and more importantly, about the potential hire of Quinn Snyder. For those of you who don't know the history of Snyder, stay tuned. Chris Mannix will give us a little bit of uh, more insight. I was just talking to a Hawks fan as well, and he was like, I'm ex- actually excited about that particular hire. Yeah, a couple of my old buddies that used to bartend over at the Tavern at Phipps and were just talking about, it is kind of unprecedented to have a guy come in with like three, basically the 22, I'd be 21 games after tonight left in the season, and what kind of staff would you be able to put together? Would you simply be the head coach and retain the staff, which would kind of be a little weird too. But either way, the, the good news is if you think Quinn Snyder is the man to fix this thing, you got the leg up on the competition. It sounds like from every media report, they are locked in on Snyder. Yeah. Matthew asked the question, fellas, do you think Grant Hill's relationship with Quinn Snyder going back to his Duke days will have any influence on this? I'll tell you guys this, and it's kind of weird when you look at this now, but when Coach Bud was here, you had Snyder on the staff. You had Kenny Atkinson on the staff. Right. You had Darvin Ham on the staff. All three of those guys. Up for, up for jobs, right? right? And we didn't keep one of them. Now, Snyder ends up leaving, but he gets the head coaching job with the Jazz. The point is, Grant Hill's influence absolutely is playing a role here because Grant has a main, you know, a big voice in the room. And so I'm not going to tell you he's the only guy that's probably rooting for this hire. But if you're going to say, where do we go and who do we trust? There's no doubt that Grant Hill is in his relationship with Quinn Snyder matters. Okay. I know that uh, when we moved on from Coach Bud, and again, Coach Bud wanted to have a piece of the action in the decision-making process. And uh, that resulted, remember, we got Dwight Howard for, for one season. Well, he didn't want to rebuild, Mike. No, he, did. he wanted that to try to keep, keep on trucking. We missed, we missed it with the 60-win season, and unfortunately it was diminishing returns, to your point. And so when a guy moves on, you're generally going to go in a, in a fresh direction, not retain as you mentioned, some of those assistants. So we got Lloyd Pierce, who is you know, kind of credited with player development, defensive coach with the Sixers, and that's why he was here first. Yeah, we're going to see how soon this potentially takes place, but it could happen again. 
quite quickly here over the next 24 to 48 hours. All right, guys, love to hear from you. Hit us up, 404-741-0929. We're live at Twin Peaks. Again, we do have ice cold. Hey, man, L. Mike, how cold is the beer here? It is 27 degrees right now, according to the big thing on the wall. All right, so come through, have a drink, man, get your weekend started. Chris, back at the studio. We call him Turtle. Let's get to an NFL blitz. Hey, hey. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league, this is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMen'sMedical.com. Mike, I don't know about you, but I spend way too much money on Amazon. And now the guy that owns Amazon could potentially own an NFL team. As Jeff Bezos is looking into buying the Washington Commanders. The Washington Post reports that Amazon founder Jeff Bezos has hired an investment firm. That's Allen and Company to evaluate the potential bid of the Commanders. Here's the thing. Um, they are, believe it or not, even with bad ownership, they are one of the higher-priced franchises in the NFL, Mike. And with Bezos, mm-hmm. how much is he willing to spend to buy the commanders? Well, I would say he's got a team of uh, forensic accountants going over everything because wouldn't you just guess if anyone's going to cook the books in the NFL, it's going to be Daniel <laughs> Snyder. So I would think the way the teams are valued now, and again, the stadium is a terrible stadium by today's modern they gotta build a facilities. Yeah, it's, it's an awful stadium. It was, it was, again, in Snyder's defense, that was Jack Kent Cook's family that signed off on that design that was really again it was kind of much like the uh, chicago stadium comerica it was old the day it was built right or whatever yes. u.s cellular field when everybody wanted a camden yards right you wanted someone with all the bells and whistles so yeah we have five five billion five billion valuation like bezos that's pocket change literally for jeff bezos so i just think he wants to see what he's getting into and also you want to when you take over a franchise like that are the numbers cooked? Are there any other le- anything going to pop out of the woods with lawsuits against the organization? I would think some of that would go with Daniel Snyder, but he is such a shady character. I just think Snyder. He, he yeah. would want to know that all the all the uh, ducks are in a row before he makes that purchase. Which so, is, by the way, I think it's great that Bezos gets involved in the NFL. Oh, so do I. I mean, we need more proactive owners who actually care and want to do the right thing. I think Bezos would be one of those guys. Everything he's touched, Mike, has been gold. Right. But just to put it in perspective. If, in fact, it is a five or six billion dollar purchase, which it probably will be, Bezos is worth 120 billion. Mike, he literally could walk in and go, how much? And pull out a suitcase and walk out of the room. I mean, it's insane to think about 120 billion is his net worth. And you're potentially saying, hey, how much is it going to cost to buy this football team? Uh, Seven billion. Okay, here. Keep the change. It's Dukes and Bell, <laughs> Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Bobby Wagner and the Rams part ways. We talked about it yesterday. Any interest in Wagner here? Well, we're He gonna, wasn't all pro last yeah, year. Yeah, I know that we've got our linebacker core. We've got uh, a mixture. I presume we're going to stick with Rashawn Evans, right? Well, we got to resign him. we right? got I mean, to give him a long-term gonna be deal. Necessarily, as, I think, as inexpensive or cheap as some Falcon fans feel. I know that uh, you know Tyler Anderson seems like a guy that everyone's really excited about. He's going to emerge. I, I just think at this stage, do we want to continue to bring in guys on one-year deals? Because Wagner's going to probably want more than that. I, I love Bobby Wagner, but I just think he probably wants to go to a contender. I mean, I think we could be a contender. If Bobby Wagner's on this team and we go draft correctly and we bring in a big defensive tackle that all of a sudden the defense changes overnight uh, it does i still think he can play at a we know he right. did play at a high level this is salary yeah, concerns salary. yeah because the rams are up against it yes they are mike they were good and we said this they took right. a chance they won it now you got to come back to earth and figure out how you're going to deal with the salary cap uh situation and this is one of those guys mike apparently stephen a smith reached out to lamar jackson's camp and got some specific information. Now, do you believe this? Do you not believe it? 
Smith said Jackson's camp claims that Jackson has never demanded a fully guaranteed contract. Now, I will say this, and I do this podcast with Jason Lock on four. He's in Baltimore. He has said the same thing to me and to the people that check out this podcast in the huddle. I don't necessarily know if it's true, but this is what Stephen A. said today, and he also said for months it's been uh, believed that Jackson wants the same structure as Deshaun Watson. Five years, right. fully guaranteed. You brought it up yesterday. Who are you believing? Well, are you I believing got, the organization or are you believing Lamar Jackson? I think the ESPN article uh, was obviously getting a lot of the, the, the stuff we talked about earlier in the week from the Ravens themselves. But there was also some uh, other agents that are now whether these agents are getting it right or wrong, but they're hearing things too. Yeah. I, I just think that the numbers, it would make sense because he wanted, to, they, they offered more guaranteed money than Ty, Kyler Murray, and you mentioned Russell Wilson. But he is, they feel he's hung up. And I've heard this too from my friends in Baltimore that he's hung up on the Deshaun Watson guaranteed portion, which all NFL owners were literally rolling their eyes over when Haslam gave it to Deshaun Watson last year. I just think, to me, and I, and I know you and I have debated whether it's important or not to have an agent. Yeah. I just think when, you, when you're in an impasse like this, I, I think having an agent who is maybe the buffer makes some of this work. And when you're hearing, it's almost like when you go to arbitration and you sit across the table and the team tells you how awful you are so they can save a million dollars. I think feelings get hurt. They I do. think feelings got hurt no, in this no, no. deal, and Listen, I think no one's budget. I do agree with you. They do. But I also think that when you've had time to get a deal done and you've chosen not to do it, the Ravens could have done this and offered what, what uh, obviously, whatever he wants as far as whether it's 140, 145 guaranteed, whatever. The $133 million, that's the number I think that, that you know, was more than uh, Russell Wilson got right. uh, in his new deal. Either way, this is what's being reported, and basically Stephen A. saying his camp finding out that that's not true and this is where he's going with it. I, I'll be honest with you, right now I don't know who to believe because this is both – this is – this is a poker game for both sides. Well, he's an MVP, but he's three years removed from being an MVP. And the numbers have gone down, and the games he's played in have gone down. And even though I get it, you feel that, like, I'm a better player than Deshaun Watson, and my record proves that, you still say, well, you know what? You're getting comparable money oh, more than Russell, more than what Wilson did, more than what Kyler Murray got. You know, if the, uh, the guaranteed money comes up a bit, it's still a fair deal in most people's guesstimation because you haven't been the same player since the MVP three years ago. See, that's the other thing. There's two. I mean, there are two sides to it. And, look, I've always argued that Lamar Jackson has never had the weapons that all the elite quarterbacks have. He's been able to do it with Marco, with Mark Andrews, a really good tight end. They've had a lot of injuries at running back. That was not Lamar Jackson's fault. No. It's kind of, uh, no. took their season apart two years ago. Uh, here's where I'm at on this, and this is why I say pay him. Um, and, again, it doesn't have to be the 250. I've always stated that I didn't think he was going to get that. You may get to that number with incentives, games mm. played, playoffs, etc. But I don't think he's getting that. And I don't think he's going to be there. I told you guys right. that as well. But, but if the Ravens, if something came out of ESPN is accurate, don't you think that's a fair offer? What one thirty three? What they were talking about? I mean, the, the 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 guaranteed portion that would have been more than Russell Wilson, which I'm going to look at. Yeah, right I now. think no, it's, it's one thirty three. It's less. It's, it's, it's less than both those guys. Well, well then that's Kyler Murray right. and Russ. But that ain't that ain't it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't know I was on. It, it, it's it's less. ESPN reported that the Ravens offered him more than the guaranteed money that Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. Yeah, because yeah. yes, I did yeah. see that. Kyler is getting like 180 fully guaranteed, if I'm not mistaken, and this is one one thirty three. One of the things I thought was interesting about this is. And I'm not a big Mike Florio fan or Lock and Four fan, just to, to, for the record. I'll I, tell him. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't think he really cares, and honestly, neither do I. He doesn't. <laughs> um, but the, the fact of the matter is, is there was a grievance filed by the NFLPA yeah. who has helped Lamar Jackson in this situation. He's had guidance. That, that, that teams are colluding 
to not give quarterbacks these fully guaranteed contracts. The And not to mention, remember, the owner of Biscotti, I believe, of the Ravens, mm-hmm. was one of the main critics of yeah. what uh, Haslam and the Browns did with that fully guaranteed. I, I think – but Stephen A. also made a lot of inaccuracies here. He said that, that there's no receiver – at all on the on the Ravens that is in anything top tier. Mark Andrews is a top five tight end. Yeah, I mentioned that, but the receivers have always been been suspect. But, he, yeah, but Hollywood still, Brown is the best wide receiver well, had in three years. But, he doesn't have but here's one. the thing: Hollywood Brown wanted out. Why? Oh, no, no, I'm just, I'm not, no, I'm no, not, I'm not, I'm, not him. I'm just saying he was considered the best wide receiver that he threw. I to. agree, but Mark Andrews is a legitimate weapon, and we've seen that. That players, yeah, but you don't win Super Bowls with a, a, a top I, I five. I don't disagree. Title. The other thing, though, is Stephen A. brought up Todd Bunkin in this whole thing. Okay, and he said, "Well, this Todd Bunkin guy who came from college. Well, Todd Bunkin's a longtime NFL. So he, OC. Didn't, he didn't know Todd Bunkin's resume. Exactly. Then he then he went on to say Lamar Jackson. Shocking. Then he went on to say <laughs> that Lamar Jackson wasn't even brought into this. Yeah. Well, why would you bring in a guy who's basically telling you he's not going to play for you next year? Yeah. So there's a lot. And by the way, should he have been? Yes, just like Trey should be brought in on, on who the next head coach is. So I, there's a lot of holes in Stephen A's reporting, whether he's leaving them out or what. But well, there's a lot of holes in all this. I'll say this. And, and if, if in fact, this played out, it's Dukes and Bell. We're talking about Lamar's situation. We're also going to talk about Russell Wilson because allegedly he, he tried to get people fired in Seattle. If, in fact, this is true, he's basically, <laughs> and I told you guys this a couple of weeks ago, right. he's carrying water for Lamar. Okay, he's basically saying Lamar's camp has said this is not true. And let me tell you guys why it's not true. And so he's laying out all this stuff. Um, At the end of the day, here's the thing that I know. And back to Jason Locke on four, because I'm going to defend my podcast. It's doing great, by the way. Top top five. I know. Um, He's right on that. Oh, do I? He's (laughs) in. He's in Baltimore. He does a show there. And he's one of the best NFL insiders who also writes for The Washington Post. My point is. This would be like somebody asking us in Atlanta what's going on in Atlanta and us not knowing. I'm going to defend and say I think he knows what's going on. So with that said, it's somewhere in between. Mike always talks about the truth is never one way or the other. It's somewhere in the middle. It's what he said, she said, and then what really happened is to say as an investigator. And the other thing is if the Lamar Jackson camp, because of the Deshaun Watson thing, and then also in that uh, Pro Football Talk article that talks about Stephen A. Smith. You mentioned the grievance that the Players Association filed. Mike, I think that's real. And so if you felt that the Ravens weren't to see, I do think the, I think owners around the NFL, remember, Biscotti was one of the first guys who actually said, I think Haslam's out of his mind. Remember that? I think other owners literally wanted to kill Haslam over the deal because it was unprecedented, the guaranteed money he threw at Deshaun Watson. Yes. So, and look, we've seen the NFL collude before. We've seen other sports do it. So it would be interesting now if you were the Lamar Jackson camp. Now you feel the Ravens have short-shifted you. And now, by the way, now they're not negotiating in good faith, and they never have been. All right, guys. We'll talk about this Russell Wilson story, too, because – See, and you and I were talking off the air today. This is crazy. I don't know what to believe now when Russell Wilson sp- uh, speaks based on everything that's happened in the last 18 months. Yeah, and, and by the way, things are going to change a lot with Sean Payton there. All right, guys, coming up, uh, we're going to get to Yeah Man, No Man. We'll let you hear uh, some things around the NFL, including he finally spoke yesterday. We didn't get to this because we were talking about this Lamar thing. And why is it so big? Because if Lamar gets traded, a lot of people feel like Atlanta becomes a destination. Guys, that's why this is so important. I don't know if that's true, but I told you three, four months ago, or whatever it's been, two months, I think that is a real possibility. Whether we would do it or not, we'll see. We'll come back. It's Dukes and Bell. Ball been a lot of games, and, you know, every time you want to climb a mountain, doesn't mean you won't fall a little bit. <laughs> you know, 
you and I are big fans, at least I used to be a really big fan, of Russell Wilson. It's Dukes and Bell. We're live here at Twin Peaks in Buckhead, Carl. But you and I were having a conversation today off the air. Yeah. Before the show. And I just, ever since Russell, his agent, tried to get him out of Seattle two years ago, and then a lot of things came out, and then former teammates came out and saying that Russell, you know, well, he's not the best teammate, and there's a lot of stuff that I mean, and it's a different set of rules for Russell. I always thought Pete Carroll was the bad guy. And then the latest report is that uh, Russell was trying to get Pete Carroll fired in his last season there in Seattle. Which Morris Russell vehemently denies. He, he did deny it. As a matter of fact, I was looking at a, at a tweet that he put out, Russell Wilson today. Um, who sent this to me? Because they were like, did you see this? And it's Russell saying, I love Pete. He was a father figure to me, and John believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. All any of us wanted was to win. Always will have respect for them and love for Seattle. That's from Russ today. Right. So let's go back to when Patrick Mahomes was drafted. The year Mahomes is being scouted, and remember now, Andy Reid and the Chiefs move up to get him, okay? They move to go get him. The Seattle Seahawks also wanted to draft him, and it got back to Russ's camp. Now, if you go back and you say, well, wait a minute, he's been in the league five years. Russ is playing really well at that point. I mean, he's throwing 35 touchdowns. You're going back five years. This is when Patrick comes into the league. He's playing well, but the Seahawks are not going back to Super Bowls at that point. And that is when the whole let Russ cook thing, because the offensive coordinator was, you know, a joke, and he wanted more input. Right. Point is, it gets back to Russ that, why are they looking at Patrick Mahomes? I thought I was the guy. This is also right around the time, Mike, that he wants to get the large extension. Correct. It pissed him off. And that is when I believe all of this stuff started to go sideways with, they don't love me anymore, they don't right. want me, and you know what, maybe I need to go somewhere else. But before I do that, why don't you fire them instead of getting rid of me? Right. And what he didn't realize, I don't think, is that they had the owner's ear. John Schneider's been great for Seattle. He's been yeah. the architect of right. all this stuff. And trying to keep things rolling and, again, keeping a competitive football team on the field. See, I used to look at it from the narrative that I thought Pete Carroll and, and they lost, he lost his fastball. The Legion of Boom was kind of getting chipped and chipped away to where there's no more great defense. And I always felt the last couple of years when Seattle sniffed or made the playoffs, it was all on Russell Wilson doing things on his – basically putting the team on his back. Then you find out that it's kind of, ooh, it's a little icky because, as you mentioned, the Athletic.com report saying that he was trying to get both the GM, as you mentioned, Schneider, and, and, and Pete Carroll gone. The other thing is with, with Russ – he goes into Denver, and then maybe there were some things we didn't know about in Seattle. Now everything's kind of exposed. Yeah. He's got his own separate cadre of, like, trainers and coaches. And obviously CB12. Sean Payton said that's, <laughs> that's not happening. And it's also the same stuff. They, they told, remember, they told Brady's guy, get the hell out of oh, the, yeah. uh, the facility up in New England. You know, it's not the way a team concept is supposed to work in the NFL. So but what do you, who do you believe? Do you feel that the Russell Wilson brand is, is really in a tarnished spot right now? And, it's, and is Sean Payton going to be able to bring it back? Or do you say that, you know, he, he's just, is Russell, he had his fleeced. And he's always been this guy. We just didn't realize it. I don't know. Did he become, did he become, see, this is. Did Ciara go Yoko well, on him and ruin the Beatles? So here's the deal. When he got into the league, right, you're a third round pick. You got to prove yourself. Right. It's a different makeup than being a first rounder. And then you're on a really good team. And then you take a team to the Super Bowl, and then you win a Super Bowl, and then you go back, and you should have won another one, which wasn't his fault. I know he throws the pick, but the bad play call. My point is, did he blossom into this guy when he got the big loot, Mike, that now I've got an entourage, and now I've got my own trainers, and now I've got my own quarterback coach. And right. then as he got traded, he took all of that to Denver with him, and Denver's like, whoa. Listen, I don't think Nathaniel Hackett did a great job. 
But we're about to find out if whether it was all on him or if it was Russell because unless Sean Payton's cutting all this crap out that we have heard about what, what was going on there, you're going to get the same results. I said this. There are guys that it came out and it was hard for me to buy into because you were like, is this guy a jerk? There are guys on that Denver Broncos team, for my friends that cover teams up there, who said there were guys like, hey, uh, Russ, I want to call you. And Russ was like, yeah, call my people. <laughs> You're the quarterback. Yeah, there's there's got to be uh, there's got to be a, uh, a connectivity. So you understand yeah, why inclusivity? Come on, yeah, exactly with that. And the one thing that uh, you may have mentioned, but for guys, it's out there in the athletic article, is that when he was asking them to fire Pete Carroll, yes, he wanted Sean Payton to get the Seahawks job. Oh, he wanted Peyton yeah. to come in there. He wanted Peyton coming there, and well, you know, be careful what you wish for because the at least the, the certain. Uh, reports out there, some some narrative coming out of that uh, first two or three press conferences or interactions that Peyton had with the media is new sheriff in town. Yeah. And things to your point are definitely going to be done differently. It's weird. Uh, that report is out there. We didn't have a chance to get to it in place, but it, it's such a big story because these are the quarterbacks that we follow and we think they're going to take their teams potentially to a Super Bowl. And last year was a complete fail. Guys, they had the worst offense in the NFL. And remember, guys, Denver had to give up all those picks to, and players to get Russell Wilson. And then they have to give up picks to the uh, Saints, who still held the rights to Sean Payton, to get Sean Payton to come in to fix the thing they just spent all the money on in Russell Wilson, which nobody saw coming. Not at all. If you're just joining us, Trey Young did speak to the media today. Day late? Dollar short? I, again, for guys, I'll say I, I don't. I don't know how I'm getting spun now that I'm just this awful person on Twitter. But hey, so be it. But uh, it's what it is. It's, it's guys who don't understand what leadership is. DeJounte and John Collins and the rest of the media, that's where Trey should have been there. That's when, the, when you got Nate gets fired the next day, you got the leaders of the team are there. Trey's not there. And then the next day was whatever the medical excuse or the family thing is, and that's him. That's fine. But he should have been yep. there Wednesday. And yep. why wasn't, I'm going to ask Steve Kuna, why wasn't Trey there Wednesday? Yep. And, that's, and you guys go, what does it matter? Do, do you not understand? We're, the team is floundering. The star player, who's the highest paid player, who's supposed to be an all-star and one of the biggest stars in the league, he ducks the media shot. And to what you saw today, media at the shoot-around is different than being at a podium at the arena the day after the coach gets fired. And I'm sorry if you guys don't understand the significance of what that means. Well, the intensity's different. Correct. It, it just is. I, I've done it. We've done it. I, it's different. You go in, and guys are on edge because it feels like, okay, this thing is, is different. We know we're going in a different direction. You know, and, and let's be honest, a lot of these guys on this team, Mike, yeah. Travis Link guys, we right. got a new general manager. A lot of these guys on this team, whether you like Nate or not, Nate was backing them. Team's going to change. Right. It's and, going to. And when you but when you hear, again, we played it a lot, and maybe Chris at some point before we get off here at 7 for guys who missed it, DeJounte Murray and John Collins are talking about accountability in the locker room. Growing up. Growing, growing up. up. Talking about we're not in college anymore. He's not talking about Jalen Johnson, guys. Okay? <laughs> yes. and, and, again, I'm, I can't spell it. If you guys can't read between the lines on that, they're talking about Trey. They're talking about Trey. Let me spell it out for you. They were talking about the guy who wasn't there, who we finally get to hear from two days late and a dollar short in my estimation. And then here's the other thing. Yesterday, and I want you to hear this, uh, Turtle, pull up uh, DeAndre Hunter talking about needing a new voice here. Yesterday we heard DeAndre Hunter, who rarely speaks, Mike. Right. DeAndre, we hardly ever hear from DeAndre Hunter. He's just a quiet-to-himself kind of guy. Right. But the fact is, even he was saying the right things yesterday when it comes to being accountable. But this is what he said when asked about the new coach and what that meant looked like. You know, sometimes you do need a new voice, you know, just to get things across, you know, clear, a uh, different way. Um, but I wouldn't say his message wasn't getting across. It's just maybe we could, you know, use a, a different message, you know. He's talking about Nate, right. whether or not it was getting across. And I think we all agree the message had fallen flat. No, it didn't. And that's, it wasn't. that's not picking on Trey, guys. That's everybody. It's not working. 
players see Nate have Trey try to inbound the ball and they have to call a timeout and keep Trey <laughs> in a situation which is impossible. And then you look and go, what the hell are we doing here? So when you lose the way they lost the last two weeks, that embarrassing loss to the Hornets and then to lose to the Knicks the way they did, that's when you know the team is completely tuned out. And that's why the, the organization made the change. Yeah, I, remember the Nets game um, when we don't call the timeout and I tweeted out. Is that the out, game where Trey had the calf contusion? It, it was. And I tweeted out, "Why? what are we doing not calling timeout? And then DeJounte went and defended Nate and kind of came back at me and was like, it's not on Nate, it's on the players. Right. And the point is, guys, there have been moments all season long where you went, what the hell are we doing? Whether we have a chance to win at the end of the game, whether we have a play at the end of a game, whether we have a, a set that we're running at the end of a half, there have, there's been all these things, and all these guys have tried to take up for coaching search situations that Nate should have been, I think, better prepared for or at least have better calls. Nevertheless, we're going to see somebody new come in here, and they're going to have a chance, Mike. Tonight it's Joe, Joe Prunty, but... I think, you know, it could be soon as the weekend is over, it could be Quinn Snyder. And again, the idea of bringing a coach in <laughs> midseason. Um, <laughs> we'll, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you later when the guy leaves the bar. We'll tell you Go later. ahead. Go We're ahead. in Twin Peaks at Bucket, by the way. Uh, by the way, care. next five guys who show up in a Trey Young jersey, I'll buy a shot. <laughs> okay, Carl? I will bridge the gap between this because I don't like the racial undertones and somehow I'm picking on Trey. I will breach the gap. I need Trey fans to come here. You well, wear a Trey jersey. Mike, Mike, Mike will buy you a shot. How's that? Listen, I don't know what the racial undertones Even are. When, Everything that you said, I've said, and I've not gotten that. No. I, well, I take that back. One guy said to me, right, one, right. which, you know, I don't care about. But he did say <laughs> I, something about the black media, which made me laugh. Like, there's an agenda, like, you know, for the black guy that's over right. here. Anyways, and I responded to him, but, Mike, there shouldn't be any. This is solely based right. on performance and solely based on the fact that we want our team to win. Right. That's it. No, and again, guys have their own agendas on social media. Squid always points out. But I'm, but I'm down yeah. for shots. Next five guys show up here wearing a trade jersey. <laughs> we'll get some shots. I'm down for shots. Done. All right, come on down, man. We're at Twin Peaks Bucket. We're coming back. Yeah, man, no man. Yeah, man, no man's on the way. It's Dukes and Bell. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Dukes and Bell. I got to say this before we get to Yeah Man, No Man, because our man, 
you listen to this show for the last eight, nine years, whatever it's been, Craig Valentino uh, is AKA here. CCB. Yeah, and he was and, – and Chris, back at the studio, Turtle, man, this dude, I know you've met him, but he's a big part of, of what we've done and built. And Turtle stepped in, but, man, it is good to see you. He's living in California now. He's married. He's, this dude's living the life. But uh, CCV is here and hanging out with us. So he just walked in. And literally, I, was, I, was, I thought it was going to be like uh, coming to America. I thought an entourage was going right. to be dropping rose petals at his feet right. when he walked in here. But, man, it's good to see you, Craig. I'm glad you stopped by. And, yes, we've got to get you a drink. We're going to get you a drink, all right? right. Hey, man. Get all on, right, baby. Let's get to Yeah, Man, No, Man. It's time for Yeah, Man, No, Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like we should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida. Kennesaw State. And gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce. Bigger, better, bolder. So, uh, as we bring on Bo, uh, CCB was also the guy who came up with what's the damn question. Yeah. <laughs> as we used to uh, procrastinate getting to Which the questions. Chris has definitely added to his, uh, his lexicon well, of uh, on-air plips that we use during the segment. We, we, we literally don't even ask questions anymore. If we do, it's, it's, it's so rare. But every time we're out and, and somebody we talk to somebody, they're like, man, I love your open. I love the open. How, how did you, who, who did that? And I, and I always tell them, well, Craig put it together, but him and I brainstormed. One day uh, we were we were in the commercial break, and we, I said, man, this, I hate this open. Let's fix it. So Craig's like, what do you want to do? And so we started making fun of me, and that's pretty much what we did. Yeah. I was like, oh, we could say this about me, and then Craig would add something to it. And we just sat there for probably, it probably took us like what, maybe 30 minutes to come up with how we wanted to do it. And I think Craig put it and then sent it to Steve and was like, can you voice this? And boom, that's how we came up with it. But literally, we were just honestly, was it wrong? We were just making fun of, think, finding ways to, to make, make fun of me. And the laugh is my laugh. It's my Marcus Davenport laugh yeah. from back in the day, which is why I'm laughing at all the things that we're making fun of Bo about. So that's what you hear. You're right, man. It's been, you guys made that, what, three years, four years ago now? Yeah, it's it been a minute. Right before, it was right before the pandemic. I think every. It's easy. Everything came before the pandemic, <laughs> but but it was literally right around the time, uh, right before we left for the pandemic, and we got, you know, everybody got sent home. That's when we did it, and it's just funny that it's still there and people love it. Mm. Uh, and honestly, you know, I do. I, 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 I for some reason Craig pops in my head every time the open plays, <laughs> or when someone says it to me about right. it because I can't take full credit. I, I think of all the CCB. people that worked at the station, Craig's probably logged more time on my in my guest bedroom. And uh, the streets of Midtown <laughs> over the years. But, again, we, we do love your brother. And, uh, again, we got a great team right now. But always appreciate the work you put in, man, back in the day. Yeah, you almost got Craig killed. That's a true story. Hey. That's a true so, story. Well, what's yeah. the damn question? <laughs> <laughs> and, by the way, and this goes back to yesterday, when you don't go in the VIP. And I told him. And I left to go back home. And I said, don't go in VIP. He wandered into VIP. And he literally was not heard from for 48 hours. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I had oh, to. That, that's how you going to state it? <laughs> Is that, that's how you going to put it down? <laughs> I, I had to run the board that day. Hey, look, Max Freed has joined us. Atlanta Braves pitcher Max Freed right. is, is here. Right. Thank you, Max. Uh, shots on Max. Um, Craig, it was good to see you. Craig, by the way, Craig's a main man now. He's kept. He's got Dude. Versace on. I'm telling you, jeans. he walked in here. I right. thought they were going to be.
announcing his arrival. This is not the Craig I remember. <laughs> I'm telling you. All right. Uh, and by the way, I, I, I only can pronounce jalapeno jalapeno now, thanks to CCP. All right. There is, uh, there's something going on on Twitter that we need to talk about. And I have reached out because I thought that we missed the beginning of free agency or a trade that went down. But Fal- the Falcons officials have, have told me that it is uh, Photoshop. But there is some images and in video out there of the NFL shop having a Lamar Jackson jersey for sale with the number one on it. Now, again, Falcons brass has pointed out inaccuracies of it to me <laughs> they and have. said it photoshopped. Of and course. I said, well, how do you explain the video? And they said, look, I can sit down and show you how to do this on Adobe. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I got I to gotta be clear here. You're telling me. Somewhere in the world, a Lamar Jackson Falcons jersey exists, and it exists on a website? Well, or it, somebody already ordered one. Would it be for sale, potentially, is what I'm asking well, you. Well, it's, apparently it's going for $129, but it ships oh. free. It's right. It's in between a Calvin Ridley jersey going for 41 and an old-school Deion Sanders jersey going for right. $111. Uh, Sarah Woodall, who uh, actually used to intern uh, for me at the old station, she had the, the image out, so I'm going to retweet it. Um, just retweet it there, but yeah, it's um. Sarah, what's going on here? Who sent this to you? It's uh, it's 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 odd. Now I have been assured that this is Photoshop. Okay, hundred uh, percent. I remember right. we did uh, interview Arthur Blank when he was at the Super Bowl. Asked Arthur if he was a meddler. Arthur says, "I'm not a meddler." That's how he said it. And I don't care for that inference, you nitwit. You didn't say that part. No, he did but, not. But uh, no, but I, I tell you what, if Arthur, I bet you be at his druthers, he would love to get a guy of that caliber star that Lamar Jackson is because then you create the buzz. Then you truly have sellouts, not in name only, but actually having 70,000 bodies Absolutely. in that stadium Absolutely. and an incredible buzz. Problem is it would just jack up the cap in so many ways that we finally got out of this cap hell. It's almost like we're going buying a car and get upside down again. Yeah. I, I know that we had uh, Brian McFadden on yesterday, and um, I did the uh, – you know, we, we, we've worked with a guy, Mike, that would do the, the interview after the interview. Yes. Well, BMAC calls me yesterday. We were texting, and he calls me. He's booked for the show. He's like, I got a scenario for you. And I don't think he really ran through it. But he had a Lamar Jackson. <laughs> that wasn't a name drop, Chris. He's a friend of the show, and he works for yeah, us. That's kind of a name drop. A little bit. It's not. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I wasn't doing my podcast with prominent writers. Oh, come on. Get out with this. So what did BMAC but say? But he, he wants Lamar here. And I said, look, this isn't anti-Lamar. This, I want to be honest with you. But – we tried this twice. It didn't work. Let's do it the other way. That's my only thing. Let's build inside out instead of outside in. That's why uh, there's a trade rumor that 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 uh, that Dylan and I talked to uh, talked about it on Peachtree Football that has whatever happens with Lamar, the Falcons don't get him. Right. But the Ravens trade up to eight to get C.J. Stroud. Oh. And in that, the Falcons would get, would swap picks, so they would go down to 22, I believe. Okay. And then get two years of second-round picks. Would you guys trade out of eight to get an, a, next, a, a one next year and a, and a two more twos, one one next year and one this year? I mean, i, I got to think about it. i got to look at what we're looking at as far as the combine. It's had, had all the valuations on the, on the defensive ends, the edge rushers. There might be somebody who's going to pop in the next week or two that all of a sudden that guy, that's a guy you really wanted eight that we don't have as an edge rusher, which is something we haven't had since, you know, let's be honest, since uh, Predator was here consistently. I don't know, man. That's a hard – that's tough. I mean, that's tough. 
I mean, you know, if you drop down to 22, you're into all those offensive linemen, you're into corners, you're into a lot of things we need, and having more stock for the next future years. So, add picks. So here's here's my add reason. Picks. Here's my reason, because you have a really good point. What I did was add picks, and here's why. Because let's just say we get a Javon Hargrave or someone of right. equal or lesser value on the interior, and now we get to see we can get we can probably still get a quality corner, which we're going to need, right. especially with AJ about to going into his fourth. Casey year. Hayward gone. He's got another year, but if you get rid of him, you add five million of cap space. So you could you could if you get rid of Marcus and Casey, you add seventeen in cap space. Correct. So you can which is where I think we're going. Which I do too. So if you do that, now you can get still a qual. Look, NFL draft, you should get a you should get a, a starter in the first, second, third, and if you know what you're doing, and it's a deep draft, possibly the fourth, right? Right. So you do that, you still can you can upgrade. Now you see what you have in Epicady and Adi, and maybe if you bring back Zoe or uh, Malone, and you maybe add a corner there. Yeah. And now here's what you can do: you go with Desmond, right? And if you go you go 7-10 and 10 or 8-9 and nine or whatever, but you think quarterback's not good enough, now you can move up. And go get him. And go get the, the next great, because there's always going to be one or two right. guys who are the next great quarterback in the draft. Now you can go get him, and you really don't suffer because you're still adding your team, and you've built a core. And you, you did. You finally moved mm. back, which everyone's always wanted us to do. Do I have to keep my eye on the prize as far as the big picture? Is this year I got to be in the playoffs? I got to be in the playoffs. I've been in the playoffs since seventeen. Yeah, Mike, I, I can't listen. That's six years without the playoffs. We can't. We, yeah, it's correct. We can't bang on our other teams and not say that this team should be in the playoffs this upcoming season. I don't care if Dean Pease is gone. You had one of the best offensive lines, run lines in the league. You you were top three in rushing. You're telling me the return of a healthy Kyle Pitts, what we saw with Drake London and Tyler Algier is not enough to feel good about? Right. I get it. The defense needs work. That's why this offseason is important. But I'm not going to come, come at you guys in September and say, yeah, it's cool if we win five games this year. We well, better be in the because playoffs. Because if you don't make the playoffs this year and then you're going to rebuild or whatever the big strategy is, we trade it down to, to Squid's point. Again, a proposed trade with the Ravens and we're kicking around. Then Arthur Smith gets fired after year four if we don't go to the playoffs. And then we're going to start all over again with a new coach. Well, here, here's the thing. You won seven games two years in a row with two years in a row with bottom-tier rosters with That's Arthur right. Smith. That's right. So you're upgrading your roster. You're going in this season, no matter who's at quarterback, with a better roster than you've had in the last three years, right? Agreed. If you, if you, so yeah, man. in a worse division, right? In a worse division. Uh, no Brady, yes, yes. So Tampa, you, Saints, yes. Carolina. So, so – I've, I think you should be nine and eight, the very worst. And mm -hmm. now you have a now you have an opportunity to build on it. And then if you don't, you're not sold on Ritter. And there's that quarterback. You can do what the Chiefs did and right. trade up. You and by the way, these teams twenty-two. There's a, we talked about the corners. This is before the combine, so everything's going to change after the combine. Brian Branch out of Alabama, Deontay Banks, corner out of Maryland, highly highly rated. And then also, not sure where he's going to go. The combine may project him into the top ten. Is Georgia Tech's Keon White? Yeah, and those are guys. If we did again, just hypothetically drop down and pocket the picks moving forward, so we could really turn this around. And isn't uh, Joey Porter's Jr. coming out this mm -hmm. year as at the DB spot, at cornerback? So look, you can add and you could set yourself up. And by the way, I'm going up with Daniel Jeremiah's box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You, you could, you could. To me, you could maximize everything because you finally got money to spend. So you're not 
you can play around the draft a little bit more because you can add in other places. That's that's my only reason behind it. I just thought it was an interesting scenario. It is. Um, and, again, if somebody comes and offers that deal to the Falcons, it's Dukes and Baylor Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, live at Twin Peaks Bucket location. Come hang out with this man. Uh, we're drinking some Hey Man Ale. They got it on tap. We'd love to see you. But, Bo, if somebody offers that, this is where we're going to find out about the philosophy of Terry right. Fontenot. We haven't really had a chance. This is why I'm saying I know everybody says it's the third draft. I really look at this as our second with him. First year, you weren't going to change Matt. So yeah. it took the whole philosophy out of the picture of what you wanted to do. Now, you still had to make picks. And I think they went with who they thought was the best at the time, which was obviously Pitts and all that that played out. But this draft to me is the most important because not only do you have money to spend, which you'll start to do before we get to the draft, but now we start to see your plan. Like, how do you think? And if somebody comes to you with additional picks, that, is that your philosophy to say, hey, we're going to add picks and that's how we're going to build? Or no, we're keeping eight and this is how we're going to do this. we got eight picks, maybe nine with but the again, addition of Calvin Ridley. But again, because we don't know what we're going to do yet in free agency, if we're able to knock out a big-time defensive tackle. To well, they, point, they have a plan. Again, corner, things like that. Then we get into, see, I, I, I'm still, I, I like the idea of hanging on at eight. Somebody now is going to pop as edge rusher, who right now is maybe not as valued as highly. And again, now, I don't know about a combine darling, but I'm talking about somebody, hopefully we've got some good tape on from a big conference, not some Marcus Davenport. Sure, sure. But I mean, somebody that we can really, I mean, plug in a real edge Russian superstar. That's the only thing I would not be wanting. That's the thing that would scare me away from getting out of it the top ten. Well, my big – If that guy exists in this draft. And look, I'm still I'm still not sold on I'm, – I'm still in the interior – I've got to improve both interiors of my line. That left like guard, if Miles Murphy was there at eight from Clemson. I, I, I would rather have uh, Breesy. Okay. Honestly, God, and I said that this morning, I'd rather have – and I know Chris is texting me, we got to get out of here. We do, we do. But, but I'd but, rather but have Breesy. Here's the deal with Breesy real quick. He was the number one high school player coming out three years ago, goes to Clemson. Clemson goes through this transition where they don't have the quarterback that they had when they had Deshaun Watson and, and Trevor Lawrence, so it doesn't look as good. This kid is the real deal. By the way, he's 6'5", 307. He's the real deal. He, he can stand beast. in there he's and play that, that nose. Yeah. By the way, it's a tailgate at home. Don't forget our bucket, friends at Bucket Butcher Shop sponsor it. Send us all your food. Chris has already sent out our our, uh, our tweet for uh, the W Sauce, who also sponsors America's Worcestershire Sauce, Bigger, Better, Bolder. And don't forget the friends at the Georgia Hemp Company, georgiahempcompany.com. Yeah. Turtle, hit the music. We're late. I'm going to blame CCV. Nice CCV. Now we're two minutes behind schedule. Yeah, I'm blaming Craig. I don't know where he is. I don't know where he's at drinking in here, but I'm blaming him. All right, we're coming back. we got plenty more to dive into. Steve Coonan, Hawk CEO, is going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour, uh, in the 4 o'clock hour, should I say. And, Mike, we'll let you hear more of what Trey Young had to say. He answered questions today. Was it satisfying to you? It's Dukes and Bell. What's the damn question? <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 